I got a good intro for today. Oh, okay. I'm excited. All right. Hit us. Hello, and welcome to today's special episode of Chronic Media Consumption, where we're talking about some scarilarious titles. I'm Kelly. <laughs> and I'm Michelle. And this is our Halloween episode! Yay! Yay! <laughs> I mean, both of us are big fans of Halloween. I'm not really a fan of, like, really scary, like, horror films. I don't watch things like The Conjuring or... Any yeah. of the, the the stuff that has like pop out scares, but oh, do I st- I love the holiday. I love the vibe. Yeah, I've I've loved Halloween since I was a little kid, probably because I am an October baby. So you know, having a birthday in the same month as you know, spooky, scary goblins Skeletons. and ghouls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I love Halloween so much. I it's just it's it's some it's something that has it's really appealed to the darker side of me 100%. <laughs> but the darker side of me still enjoys cookies so <laughs> cookies and glitter dark. and spin. come to the dark side we have cookies mm-hmm. and i i agree with the sentiment that like i don't really like a lot of scary movies either especially i do not go and watch scary movies in theaters because mm-hmm. and i quote i don't like being scared in public yeah yeah i've had friends who've dragged me along to scary movies in theaters because they're just like no one else would go with me and i was like oh, fine and mm-hmm. I, I, it's not an experience i enjoy i can anticipate what's happening because of the music you know you're just like oh okay music changed we're gonna be scared i'm gonna just uh, put music. my hand over my face <laughs> framing actually this is a really great introduction because this has nothing this there's this is not even one of the movies that we're talking about today but i have a good friend who is scared of spiders terrified of spiders she doesn't even like the cartoonized spiders in like video games hates them hates them to death and we're sitting there watching i want to say it's the second lord of the rings Mm, mm -hmm. two towers with shalab with shalab yeah 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 yeah, and you remember there are a couple of different scenes with Shelob. Yeah, Shelob so, is amazing, and the way they had that just coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's me, her, and a bunch of my other friends all sitting in a row in this darkened theater, and we know that the spider has just recently had a scene, and you got I think Sam, and Sam is holding the webbed up Frodo. And they're they're he's just trying. It's all it's all gonna be okay, Mr. Frodo. It's gonna be fine, Mr. Frodo. And I can hear the music change. And I look to her and I say, "Hey, you're gonna want to cover your eyes because the spider's coming back." I had not seen the movie, but I could hear the music change. And she's like, "No, there's no spider on the screen. It's gonna be fine." And I was like, "Trust me, cover your eyes." And she's like, "It's fine." Not ten seconds later, the spider does a jump scare, and she's. <laughs> she screamed so loud and everybody in the audience was able to laugh they kind of just had that oh ha, 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 somebody else was scared that's so funny i wasn't scared kind of moment <laughs> and she was so embarrassed she just like shrank down in her into her seat and she's like oh that wasn't funny and i'm like i, I warned you man like i tried to tell you but she's like i that- i know movies <laughs> That leads really well into our whole like topic here is that that scarilarious yeah. where laughter breaks the growing tension without mm-hmm. you having to be terrified and it gives you a different high. I know a lot of people love going to these scary movies and having kind of that adrenaline junkie get some feeling of living because you know you're escaping your life or you just have a habit of doing this whatever it is but I find that I get as much and actually most times more out of those that also make me laugh some of which didn't intend to make me laugh but but some that are uh, absolutely targeted towards laughing at themselves or just having those amazing moments of misunderstandings timing puns of 
there's absolutely ridiculous situations. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So things that like well, things that you wouldn't expect to to happen. Like you live in reality, and reality has broken. <laughs> it's 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 great we have a whole series of movies that we're going to touch on we're going to try and go through them quickly i want to say because we have so many to cover oh my we God. do and i think that the point for these isn't or we're not trying to give detailed reviews of any of them we're mm-hmm. trying to really give an overview of the theme and how they execute on that so i'm hoping to not like spoil most of these you know not give too much detail into them just kind of give you that you know, this is what they really do and also recommend them because all of these are ones that we've enjoyed for various reasons yes very much and i am trying to be better i will not be sitting here going or giving you a full play-by-play rundown of every single film we do enjoy we do enjoy professor (laughs) kelly we do um but i think honestly is the ongoing joke for uh, our friends and with kelly is that she is imdb so hello Her brain is actually directly linked to it, so she can give you an amazing synopsis. I'm Michellopedia, so you ask me a random <laughs> fact, I'll probably be able to give you at least a light dusting into the details and how it connects to other things. So between the two of us, we have a large portion of the internet. Hmm. A lot of internet. <laughs> we just <Yeah>. need... <laughs> Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> Deep storp. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. So I think, honestly, we should start with Cabin in the Woods, because I know that you can go into a ton on that, and I think we should probably get it out of the way, because it's very good information. It's fantastic. It is a Joss Whedon film. It has an amazing cast. I've said before when we've talked about, I think, the male versus female gaze, when we talked about, no, we talked about romanticizing scumbags. That's mm-hmm. the episode that we were talking about. Fran Kranz from Dollhouse, who plays the stoner dude in this movie, is my absolute favorite character ever. But this movie is just, it's so interesting because it starts off with like this random, this like water cooler talk. These two guys walking through their office talking about you know what they're doing what they're planning on doing for the weekend blah blah and you're like i thought i came in here to see a slasher film because it immediately sets the tone of this is not what you think it's going to be this is not your typical slasher film we're going for a wild ride and Mm -hmm. they definitely definitely take you for a wild ride i love movies where the main characters they go into it all serious and stuff but then they have those moments of like have you heard what you're saying? Like, this is not normal. <laughs> like, when they sit there and say, this, this, reality is not what it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, this is, this. I'm not, like, why is nobody listening to me? Why is nobody being a voice of reason? <laughs> you know? Fran Kranz is that guy. And I love him. <laughs> it's the best. It's I, I could go on. I'm trying so desperately not to give away a lot of stuff about this movie, but it is 100% hilarious. It definitely satisfies the scares. It does have some gore in it. It has references to other movies as well. And it if you're looking for a traditional slasher film, this is not what you're going to... It's sort of what you're going to get, but there is definitely a lot more to it. And it is so much fun. I love that. It, it's one that it kind of it subver- subverts the genre and a, a few of the other ones we have in mind kind of do the same thing the first one that i think i come that comes to mind for me is uh tucker and dale versus evil yes oh gosh <laughs> i mean this is a not at all what you think it's going to be from the expectation they literally subvert every basic stereotype and opinion with Alan Tiddick at first of all Alan Tiddick like come on yes he's yes another dollhouse veteran yes he (laughs) is and he he is a chameleon every role he is in is so unique and different and just you believe it so much and he his role is Tucker 
as the slightly more worldly hillbilly and his buddy Dale, who just kind of believes everything he says and get the advice he gives him. But they are you know, typically viewed through this lens of dangerous hillbilly hill folk who are going to like harm the, the little innocent co-eds out for spring break. And because of their assumptions, a lot of shenanigans happen. While poor Tucker and Dale are just like trying to live in their new vacation home. Like, come on, guys. And it's literally <laughs> told from Tucker and Dale's perspective. With little so, snippets from the other from the college students. It's it's I love the way that they do it because you're watching these two guys, they're just podunk guys. Your your average just they they just they're just doing their own thing, you know. And they want to have like a nice little fishing trip or whatever and deal with their cabin. And here's like these nice preppy, like upscale kids coming along and they instantly frame them as, oh, they're the creepy guys that might actually be cannibals, you know? And it's like, we just think you're cute. Like, that's it. Like, we're just, <laughs> we're just here to do our own thing. Like, yeah. why are you running? And from their perspective, all the things that are happening, they didn't cause it. So it's all like happening around them. They're like, is this a suicide pact? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, And there are there genuinely are moments where you're you're afraid. You're like, what's happening? I'm like, I'm in who who's going to cause this are they going to be okay you know outside people start being brought into the scenario and you're just like wait okay so are they going to believe what's going on it sounds really unbelievable and you know it, it continues on to the climax but the great thing with this is there's so many moments of just ridiculous like I can't believe that's happening and it just makes you want to laugh and then there's also moments that are horrifyingly gory but the yes. circumstances are such that you're just like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you kind of like are startled. I've had a few moments where I was startled into laughing, rewatching this. I know what happens. I've seen it many times. But like one of the dudes running through the forest and just like, boom. And you're just like, oh, 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 I shouldn't be laughing right now. Oh, no. You're you're experiencing it from an outside view, but you're also experiencing it from Tucker and Dale's perspective as well, like I've said. But like seeing them going like, I don't understand why. <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's it's uh. so fun. And I like like we both said, we don't like scaring for scare's sake. Yeah. Like this is these two movies, these are great ones to start off with. These two movies are scaring in the sense of like you don't actually know why this is happening until close to the end yeah yeah and And they they do a very good job of of telling the story and framing it and their pacing is very good highly recommend but it is a go-to for me for that genre again subverting the expectation in so many different ways it it you're, you're you're rooting for them and you also are worried the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Are they going to survive? Are they going oh no. to go oh to no. jail? What's going to happen? <laughs> How are they going to get out of this? Exactly. It's, it's great. Those, these, the, those are probably the best two movies to start with for this. And I think all of these, if you have the ability to rent them on whatever streaming service you want, or, you know, if you have the, is the last blockbuster in existence still in existence or is it gone now? I, I am not sure. That is a great question. Okay. We would have to probably ask John Oliver. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if you have some way or, or some way to, to rent these movies, I highly recommend that you have like a make a weekend of it. Because I think Halloween this year is on a Sunday. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which totally sucks. But if you want to make a Halloween weekend of like watching some scary movies that are still fun and not just like constant gore, constant like tension and oh my God, I'm going to pass out because I'm so scared. Yeah, these are good movies. These are great movies. All the ones that we're going to list today are great films to use. What I'm actually going to go back to is this is this one has kind of become a 
kind of a template for slasher films of the modern era right now, mm-hmm. which is Scream from 1996. It it was originally intended to be a spoof movie. Like it was actually its original name was supposed to be Scary Movie because Wes Craven wanted to comment on scary movies in general and why they are just so formulaic. You have the character played by Jamie Kennedy who is the one calling it out like you can never say I'll be right back because you won't. You had to be a virgin because if you have sex, you're going to die. Like those that became the template. That's actually that's one of the things that leads into Cabin of the Woods. But it's such an, an interesting take on it because all of them are like pop culture freaks. Mm-hmm. They've seen all of the scary movies. They love Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. They've seen all of those classic films. And they realize that they're living in one. What the hell is going on? So there are moments of of brevity, of light, laughter. It's still a little bit more serious because, it again, it eventually became more of its own franchise. And by the time you get to Scream 3, it's all off the rails. And apparently I found out that there's a Scream 5 coming out next year. I'm uh-huh. kind of upset. <laughs> oh, man. What? Yeah. And yes, it does have the original three. Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, and David Arquette are going to be starring in it. And I don't know what to expect. I don't know either. But I also am understanding, like, I guess they're they're milking these in, these franchises. Mm-hmm. That's actually something that it, it brings us to another one of all the horror franchises that are out there that, you know, Friday the 13th, the Halloween series, the Chucky Freddy series. Yeah, all all of those the the Saw series, the Scream uh, Scream series, even the spoof, even the spoof scary movie series, those all just keep going. (laughs) Yeah, the lore. There's nothing new to add. There's nothing new to add to them. They seem to always find a way to add like a little bit of something because they're still enjoyable. They're still bringing people back. They're not my cup of tea. But I do understand that the lore, the storyline that you're following is still of interest. There's a new Halloween one that's coming out that is, I think, Halloween Kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just seeing it because it's with Jamie Lee Curtis playing herself from the earlier parts of the series. But it's she's the grandmother now. And I was like, geez, they are like really bringing back these characters, these stories. Like, people get. I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a quick side note here. I haven't seen a lot of the Halloween films. I've seen the original, and I saw Halloween H2O. And all I have to say is the fact that they had Janet Lee guest starring for like a, a cameo. She was the principal's like assistant. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. So she was essentially Janet Lee, who is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, was Jamie Lee Curtis's assistant in this film. And she, when she leaves the 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 school at this point to go on her holiday weekend or whatever, she leaves in the same car that she was buried in in Psycho. Oh dang! Oh yeah. dang! Has okay. The same license plate it's the same model everything it's like and i i saw that because i had just come off i had just come off a film school weekend where i had to delve into psycho really hard and then seeing jamie lee curtis and janet lee and i was like oh wow mom and daughter that's so cute and then seeing janet lee get into the car i was like oh my god is that the car (laughs) and they're like yup that's the car and i was like wow cool (laughs) i am a super nerd I love that. I love that about you. But it's it's the lore and everything that's so interesting. And that's why people keep coming back because they do manage to have it continue in some way. There's some that just go to a ridiculous degree. I and mean, we tried to watch Sharknado. That was impossible. It was such a bad time. We I didn't think, make it 20 minutes in. I think it may be because we just weren't inebriated. <laughs> but Possibly. I, I don't know. I It was so bad and they have many more of those and there's tremors and there's other ones that were designed to be you know a a spoof or a scary thing have a specific campy yeah exactly 
exactly. So it's very interesting they have those series. I personally have had more enjoyment with some of the these one-offs that are out there, but there have been some well-done sequels. Makes me think of Happy Death Day. That was one that another subversion where you're just like, oh, my gosh, I don't know exactly what's happening. And you expect certain things to happen because the main character fits a trope. But she actually gets an opportunity to show the depth of her character and her growth and kind of self-realizations, which a lot of these shows kind of feed off of this surface level appearance of the the little blonde girl who screams you know Mm -hmm. that she's a specific type queen the scream queen the scream queen exactly so you kind of expect oh she's she's a scream queen and then it's not but there's just there's such a sense of humor to this i mean my favorite part of the whole movie is the montage oh my god yes the montages of all of the deaths it's just oh come on you know it's the best like her complete like why why is just can you just can you make it fast like just Mm -hmm. all right let's get this over with it's Mm -hmm. what i love about the happy death day those two movies is the fact that you can describe it in a single sentence and it's not a sentence you expect to go where it's supposed to go. You know, <laughs> it is, it is a slasher film combined with Groundhog Day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in set in the college, because yeah. I think the college is also an important factor about it. Oh, but they they do a very good job with that one, and the sequel gives you more information about the first movie. That's and it's done in a slightly different way, which is. I enjoyed too. Yeah. It is. It's un- it's surprising. And that's one of the things I like about that comparatively to others where they're just like, oh, we're going to try to like do more of the same. And I'm like, you need to, you need to reveal more information. But mm-hmm. again, I don't go into all these like awesome series. I have friends who are diehard horror nerds. They would be able to talk about this stuff for days. And I'm like, Awesome. Like, I love seeing you geek out about this stuff. I will talk to you about it. Do not make me watch it with you. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I have tried at this point. My sister is not into the scary stuff at all. I have tried to get her into some of the stuff that I love. The ones that I'm like, it's not that bad. It's not as bad as, like, The Purge. The Purge. I haven't seen much of The Purge. It's too real. I can't. I know. I, I... With Saw, I remember sitting in a college dorm room. It was available on, like, the college public network, whatever it was. And I was starting to watch it. And there was one scene right at the beginning that I was like, oh, oh, God, that's not that's not cool. And my boyfriend at the time looked at me and said, that you that upset you? And I was like, it's so gross. And he's like, you need to turn this off now. <laughs> and I'm like, it gets worse. <laughs> he's like. Yes, a lot worse. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to see this ever. And it upsets me because I like movies that have intricate plots Mm -hmm. that are like puzzle solving. Like you're going through and you're trying to solve the mystery before the people on screen do. You know, I like that aspect of it. But the fact that they made it just so filled with, ugh, that's not appealing to me. So... Movies like this, where they're funny, they're a little lighter, it it kind of makes it so that some of the gore is acceptable. That actually brings me to Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, where they actually because... had some comical gore, where you're just like, that's not how anything works. <laughs> it's literally advertised as a romantic comedy with zombies. That's their <laughs> slogan. And... I was like, it's just another zombie movie. I had never seen a zombie movie when this movie had come out. And I'm like, I'm not interested in this. This is not my thing. And then I'm sitting at my table with all of my newfound nerd friends. And they're talking about how amazing it was, how hilarious it was, that it was just just perfectly British and did not go where you thought it was supposed to go. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should. And so when my friend came up for my birthday weekend, we decided to go see a movie. We went to see that. And I'm like, I don't normally see movies like this in theaters, but I was told that it was funny. 
So I'm hoping that it is. And it was. It's it's the only zombie movie that I own. I think it's hilarious. In fact, the entire Cornetto trilogy made by Edgar Wright and then the two main actors, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Those That trifecta, they are fantastic fantastic and they fit into this category perfectly they do they're they're scary enough they're slashery enough they have those moments of oh my god are they going to make it out alive but they also have this moment like my favorite one of my favorite moments in Shaun of the dead is right at the beginning where nick frost is like are there any zombies out there and Simon's like don't don't say that and he's like what don't say the zed word you know, we don't know that this is actually what is happening. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right, but are there any out there? And it's like, oh yeah, lots. <laughs> I love it. It's just, it's, it's a realistic approach. Like, if, if Armageddon happened and like zombies flooded the streets right now, and I looked outside, I'd be like, okay, so I've seen enough movies to know exactly what not to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to batten down the hatches and we're going to be fine. The other great thing with that one is the the dynamic of the cast allowed yes. them to, uh, this was a bunch of friends having a romp and you can tell, like, it's a great movie, but like there's a mount, the amount of things that are improv, the amount of things like the, the deleted scenes where you get to see Nick Frost do all of it. His different versions of his yeah. uh, bar scene when things broke instead of being like well we need to get that fixed they're just like well that's now what happened in the film <laughs> and we don't have a budget and we're just gonna go with it <laughs> yep and honestly uh, a lot of the zombies a lot of the extras that were zombies in this film mm-hmm. they were fans of the tv show mm-hmm. That Edgar Wright made with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost prior to this film. They were huge fans. They had like a lottery or a write-in or something like that where they were like, hey, we need a bunch of people who can play zombies. And the fans flooded their their <laughs> inboxes. They were just like, yep, we want to be in it. And you, there's actually a moment, because I love the, the TV show that they did. It's called Spaced. Highly recommend if you like British comedy. And there's a character that's a recurring character in that show. His name is Tyres. He's the the bicycle messenger who's also like a rave junkie. It's a blink and you'll miss it moment, but he plays one of the zombies in this film as Tyres. So it's literally his character <laughs> with his bike, bicycle, like one of the tires just kind of on his back. And he's got the same hat and everything. And he's just like, in the foreground. <laughs> And those little like blink and you'll miss it moments are hilarious. There's a pair of twin zombies that are walking together at some point. And I'm like, this is amazing. And it's stupid. And I love it. It's that's, great. It's so good. They they did a good job with the entire set of the Cornetto series that they did. Mm-hmm. All, all of them are enjoyable. Hot fuzz and the world's end in yes. very, very different ways. But Shaun of the Dead really is... They did. They did a great job it's there. The one that started it all. It is, and it's I think so good. They, I just, I really enjoy that. But British way of doing things sometimes they're they're more scary <laughs> than than yeah. others, uh, and sometimes they they just have uh, a different energy. And I I compare that to one of my other favorite zombie movies, which is Zombieland. With Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg, yes, and Jesse Eisenberg. Emma Wa- Emma Emma Stone, no, Emma Stone, me. not Emma Watson. That would be hilarious, right, no, though. Be <laughs> Put Emma and, Watson in the middle of Zombie Land, <laughs> and Abigail Breslin as well. Yeah. Yes, yeah, great cast. So great cast. The other thing that it, again, another one that subverts the genre, the way they go about introducing everything. The the just the first ten minutes of that film, favorite part of the film. It's so good. I mean, the other stuff. There's some that are really interesting. Bill Murray's little cameo is awesome. Uh, they just have a lot of different ways of going about and doing things that I 
very much enjoyed. Also, very gory. I've tried to get other people that aren't really into gore to watch it because it's just such an interesting, enjoyable film. And it's another very interesting take on realistic people dealing with an apocalypse. I mean, I know realistically, if there was zombies, I would either become a hermit and die or become a zombie and die. So, like, I wouldn't be doing all of this, like, very fancy stuff. When I was younger, living in California and Utah, I was all into, like, learning how to be a scavenger and a forager. And, like, if I, there was a zombie apocalypse, who'd be on my team? And where would we live? And now I'm just like, eh, I'm okay. I'm I'm tired already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, I have, I've had my, my, couple of different in case of zombie plans the first one is find your nearest costco yeah and get as many in uninfected people into the costco pull down those garage doors barricade the doors and just just deal with it because depending on what state you're in that costco has everything that you need it's got sleeping arrangements it's got food it's got clothes it potentially even has weapons you know so you have everything you need you're good you yep. know let's and just wait time, it out most of the time costco's um, have a lot of their uh, utilities up on the roof so zombies mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to get to them you'd be able to like make sure that you know the refrigeration and everything is still going electricity you got a huge amount of generators you just the only thing you would need is to also somehow have access to the costco gas station <laughs> so that you can always have fuel yep <laughs> that's have usually that generator outside. Running. yeah mm-hmm. so be able to you know barricade the whole thing create a fences around it that's a great great strategy sounds exhausting yep. i'm oh I'm yeah just... i'm not the only one going no. I'm going to be the one sitting there like, you have to protect me. I am an orchid. I will die. <laughs> but see, that's what they always say. What are you going to bring to the zombie apocalypse? And I'm like, I have very Logic. random information about things that are edible. I can cook. I can purify water. I I can I can entertain people. <laughs> I, yeah. but I I don't have as much of the survival skills that like my brother-in-law would bring to the table. He would be able to fight a bear or break uh, heal somebody's broken limb or I don't know. There's he's he's a survivor. So <laughs> they're I would they're probably very be the one if there are any children, I would be able to help with them. I'll help keep them calm. You know, I'll help entertain them. I'll, I'll, I can do that. I can be the, the mother hen. I can try and be an entertainer. But I also have a pretty hard logic skill where I can I can look at things and be like, okay, you can't do that until you do this. Because if you do that now, we're all dead. Yeah, um, that's true. Like I, I think we would definitely have the ability to connect the dots and like look at the big picture what does everybody else bring to the table okay so best usage of resources is this you know like make recommendations i would be great in post zombie apocalypse like operations management (laughs) (laughs) it's actually it's i'm gonna bring it up i'm gonna bring it up again world war z Uh one of the best things in the book is that they talk about how all of the skills that people have in the modern era, the people that make the big money, like the stock people, the CEOs, the, the, all of those people, like, cool, you are now listed as a 4F. You <laughs> do not pass go. You have to go into retraining, re-education, mm-hmm. because you provide nothing to the survival of this colony. So the people that do provide information, provide sustenance for this place are the ones who know how to garden, the ones who know how to machine things, the ones who know how to do plumbing, how to make sure that waste management is dealt with safely. All of those people suddenly top of the food chain. Yes. All of those people that you sneered at, guess what? Your roles have been reversed. I am the captain now. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Those that's there's a movie that's coming or a, a show that's coming out that's based off of a uh comic that I haven't wa- I haven't 
consumed yet that I think it's called the last man left alive. And the whole premise is that every man has died suddenly and now women have to take over. And uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard mixed reviews yeah, of what that's so going to be like, because I think it's based off of a book. It's based off a comic series, comic, comic book ah, series. There you go. So some people are like really excited about it and they say they handle it really well. They have explanations for stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. But from the trailer alone, I'm a little irritated because there are women in every field. It's not like we would be in a complete collapse. Yes, right. there would be issues and there would be a lot of dead people around, but we wouldn't be having entire cities on fire. Like, really? <laughs> so those are some of those things where it's like, okay, I feel that there's somebody who's putting a little too much emphasis on their importance to the world and i'm like okay are you gonna try to make this person like because he's a man he's the one who saves the day i'm hoping that's not what it is i'm again i said i'm i'm giving it a shot i have faith some of the people who have recommended it to me i really value their opinion so i'm like okay i will listen but if it's if it's what i expect it to be I, I won't be happy. <laughs> uh, actually, I think, because I think we're starting to stray a little bit we are. from... Let's go yeah, back. From Talk. our scary hilarious... British. Um, Brit- uh, another yep. British one you have, right? That's I, yep. I haven't seen it, so it's all you. So this film is called Grabbers. It is based in a little sleepy seaside Irish village. A cop comes to a cop comes from the city to the village. I think they're posted there for a brief minute to try and investigate something. And while there, this this cop, by the way, she is teetotaled. She is completely sober. She does not drink whatsoever. She thinks anybody who drinks is just a low life, right? I, I learned course, a new word today. <laughs> <laughs> teetotaled. So she comes to the seaside village and one of the biggest pastimes of many, many seas, any, many just people in the UK is going to the pub. Mm-hmm. You got to go and get your drink on, um, get your, your pub trivia, your, your um, sports days, all of that, everything, all of the community is dealt with at the pub. So she's there to be all business. But while she's there, a monster has been discovered. And it is a monster invasion film, which is not what you're expecting. (laughs) And this monster is coming to this town and eating people. And it is a tentacly monster. It's so creepy. (laughs) Very eldritch horror. (laughs) And it's eating most people, but it's spitting a couple of them back and they can't figure out why. And then you find out it's because they were drunk. So in order to not spread panic throughout the town and to try and figure out how to deal with this monster invasion, they have to get the entire town piss drunk. Just completely fucked up. (laughs) And this poor cop is like, so the only way that I can survive is to drink. I have been sober for this many years and you're asking me to... Oh, fine. (laughs) And it is... A super funny movie. It's got some great people in it. If you watch anything British, you'll probably recognize a few people in this show. And it's just, it's fun. It's lighthearted. There's moments where the main cop is so blitzed that she falls down the stairs. And everyone's like, oh my god, is she okay? She's like, I'm okay. All right, let's go. And it's just, it's hilarious. Trying to see a group of people just drunk off of their faces trying to attack and kill a monster. <laughs> I think that's another subversion, right? Because you're just like, okay, yeah. this is going to be a big scary thing. And the, just literally because of the circumstances of them being drunk, there's no way that you can take it seriously, even while they're like, oh God, we're going to die. Yep. It's great. I highly recommend it. I've seen it only one time, but it it lives in my heart. As just one of the greatest unsung heroes of that kind of scarelarious genre. And unfortunately at this point you you have to pay in order to get it unless you have AMC. But it is a great little, great little movie. 
Oh, it's fantastic. And I, I actually, I found it because I was in the mood to watch something scary. And I was looking online, trying to find what are the best scary movies out there that are available on these streaming services. And one of the lists was like, oh, you got to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. So I went and I, I saw one of the actors, two of the actors in it, and was like, I like them. I've seen them in other things. I think they're fun. Okay, I'll give this a shot. Went and watched it, and I laughed my ass off. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> I I am a big fan of these. I, I, it's on my list now. I have to watch it because of you. The last film that I have that I was thinking about is The Frighteners. So that's a, it's a 90s film, Michael J. Fox, bunch of other people that I'm not going to go into detail on. But it's one of those where circumstances are you know, going a certain way. You expect it to be a certain thing. People are not as amazing as you like would think in one of these tropes, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, wow, this is a great, like, big hero, or this person is this really powerful, scary ghost, and it's it's just a dude <laughs> who's dead. Mm-hmm. And people who are, like, dealing with their issues, but there's some really scary stuff in this, like, some parts oh, yeah. of it that I'm just like, oh, my God. Special effects do not live up to modern standards, just as a heads up. This was 1996, and they were starting to use CGI predominantly in this film. Yeah, Um, but But they did do do some actual real effects makeup that is gory. (laughs) Yeah, basically any, any of the main ghosts that you see... The ghosts also decompose in yeah. such a way. It's it's really weird, but it's also kind of funny the way that it happens because you don't expect ghosts to decompose. They don't have physical physical bodies, physical essences. But then they're like, actually, it's ectoplasm. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sure. I buy into the bit. <laughs> they it's they do. All. I mean, they do a really good job of kind of mixing your expectations and uh you know building things up it's it it is predictable in some ways where you're like i know what's going to happen but the way that it goes about is a little unique each time so you're not going to necessarily be like oh yeah this is totally meh and i i don't think it was a popular movie when it came out it's one of my parents like one of the few scary it's not scary i guess in quotes movies that uh they enjoyed it's one of them that they really like to go I back really and, and rewatch movie. yeah right it's just there's something about it that just kind of gets you and it has it, it has in, a quirk it, yeah it's some in some ways it's it's sillier than like I don't know the 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 spoof movies we've been talking about, but it's also scarier and has a lot of these tropes that are actually found in mythology about death, and yeah. um, you get to see them represented in different ways. That they, they do a, a really cool job uh, working with this and working with you know death, the Grim Reaper. Serial killers, death after death. <laughs> so they have a, an interesting thing that is done a, pr- a pretty cool thing. Um, and they just has a, a very 90s vibe. Very 90s vibe. It's a, a movie that takes itself just seriously enough. Yeah. Yeah. And still has those moments of, what am I doing? Why? Why is this happening right now? Why? Wait, what? This is not real. Yep. Okay, let's just go ahead and do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh gosh, I I need to rewatch it again because there's just parts where I'm. It's def- it, there's a scene in it that I definitely did not expect to see John Aston do. Like that is like John Aston, who was my introduction to Gomez Adams. You know, like this guy who was just such. He was such a classic actor. And seeing him do what he did in that museum, I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I think the other one that's a surprise for me is Jeffrey Combs 
character yes. in that. You're just like, I feel so bad for you. And also, like, you're the enemy at the moment, but also, like, yeah. no, you're not. I don't know. It's... Yeah, like, you, uh, there's a reason why you are the way that you are. Yes. It sucks all the things that happened to you, but also, the way you're handling this also really sucks. Bad. You made a choice there, sir. Yeah. You made you a did. choice. Exactly. But Effie <laughs> Combs actually had a kind of like a spike in his movie going because i saw him in a couple of things in the late 90s this was the first thing i saw him in and then i saw him he was in the movie hill house or something like that the goodness there was there were like eight different movies that came out that were all very yeah, house, house, on on house on haunted hill, hill. yeah house on house, house on haunted hill it was the one where it was like the old like insane asylum yeah. surgery like, like there was all of this oh it was so gross he played one of the crazy ghosts doctors yeah and there was a couple of a couple of movies where he was just the creep and i'm like yeah way to get typecast but yeah. i mean it works and i've seen him as like the nebishy dude too and yeah. oh, he's he's actually a really fun guy he he has some very interesting roles he's played but the whole vibe of frighteners is is so interesting that genuinely freaked me out when I watched it the first time as a kid mm-hmm. <laughs> took me a while to watch it again but still... oh, I immediately loved it I instantly <laughs> loved it but so, then again I'm older than you so <laughs> a little bit older yeah 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 so I mean I, I was probably a little young to be watching it but I rewatch it and I'm just like gosh this is so it's it's just one of those other ones that I'm like I really enjoy these and so these are the films that aren't just enjoyable and not just scary, they're, I feel, very rewatchable. That's something that's unusual for me because sometimes once I've seen a movie, I'm like, meh, I'm done. I've seen it. I got it. Okay. But these, I'm the rewatch queen. I'm the rewatch queen. I, I like rewatching. I do. But I have to have gone long enough to have forgotten most of it or love it so much that I enjoy literally rewatching it in my brain like miss Pettigrew list for a day i would rewatch that four times in the same day freaking love mm. that movie it's so good <laughs> so good but there's other ones where i'm just like oh, i can't rewatch it because if i sit there thinking about the movie and i go through the whole plot in my head and i'm like nope i, I don't want to watch it it's funny but these ones are very rewatchable Tucker and Dale, Shaun of the Dead, and in the woods. Cabin of the, I now I need to go back and watch that because I haven't seen it since it first came out. So it's been oh, it's so good. Been a while. Uh, Happy Death Day. All of them. They just they all really resonate. I um, was gonna try and watch one yesterday um, after we made after we chose the topic because yes, folks, we don't choose our topics weeks and weeks and weeks in advance. Nope. Like we choose it either the day of recording, like when we far- first start to say hi to each other, hey, what the hell are we talking about today? <laughs> or we talk- we mention it like, are we recording? Yes. Okay. What are we recording? <laughs> Roll a dice. Let's um, see what happens. Yeah. I went to check and see if any of the movies that we were going to talk about were available on streaming. And of course, none of them are available unless you have to pay for them. And I'm like, come on. I just, we're close enough to, like, for us, we're recording this in August. But, like, I, we're close enough. It's Halloween time. Show me my scary bits. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see these. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Gosh, and thinking about Halloween and topics, one of them that's kind of a controversial Halloween movie, because it's also Mm. possibly a Christmas movie, that's also got a lot of humor into it, is Nightmare Before Christmas. Very different vibe to the other ones on our list, but I felt like we had to also bring it up, (laughs) because it's a quintessential Halloween film. It's not one that is eminently rewatchable for me i know a lot of people love it and have a ritual of just watching it all the time i enjoyed it the first time and you know there's components of it that i liked but it's not like my favorite movie i do know some people who it's their entire personality it is their 100 (laughs) percent aesthetic yeah Yeah. everything about it is like this is me (laughs) i'm like okay this is halloween it is also me like (laughs) (laughs) That that is great. <laughs> oh. I'm like, okay. 
Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. I mean, there's some things about it. I'm like, this is a great vibe. And if I could commit to like that kind of aesthetic that much, I just, I'm too all over the place. Like currently my vibe is like, I'm a retired art teacher who collects antiques and also is possibly cottage core on a beach. I don't really know exactly. But yeah, that's I was gonna like, say you're kind of you're kind of cottage core. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm like cottage core light. I'm not committed to it. <laughs> but modern uh, cottage core? Cottage core. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just I look around my place and all of my clothes and stuff and I'm like, well there's a lot of floral prints, but I also own Almost half my wardrobe is black. So, hmm. Cottage core goth. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But I just, I, I've never committed to any of these. When I was in high school, I really wanted to be like, oh man, I would look so cool, edgy and goth. That would be so fun. And I had friends who were all into all that stuff. And then I was like, but I don't like retouching my lipstick and I don't like dyeing my hair and uh, my like outfit is really hot how do you wear this i don't want to wear a choker it's uncomfortable so it was if it wasn't comfy i wasn't wearing it i didn't wear combat boots for the same reason i was like these are cool clomp 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 never mind (laughs) actually i did wear combat boots a lot i even had ones with like a hella platform big old heel they were great until i had to go visit a friend's house and her house, the only way you can get into it is by going up this crazy hill. Like, it was like like a 45 degree angle for the their driveway. Oof. And so I'm walking up the hill in these crazy heeled shoes, which is fine because my foot is essentially flat. But then coming down the hill back to the mm. car, <laughs> I either had to take the shoes off or I had to walk down backwards. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Because otherwise I would have tipped forward. I just basically would have been on the tip of my toe, like trying to walk down that hill. It was crazy. It was like, okay, I realized that this is not worth it. Fashion be damned. (laughs) That's, that's a great, (laughs) great way of doing it. But I mean, I just, I love these movies and Halloween. And I think one of these days we're going to have to actually do a deep dive into some of the scary stuff or get one of our friends who's more into this to talk about it because it definitely is a topic worth covering. It's just we are not the correct people to be talking about it. Right. As we've said, we like the lighter side of scary. We have friends who are totally into the dark side. And, you know, that's all well and good. We still love them. (laughs) Yeah. But like. Like, there are entire YouTube channels dedicated to the lore in some of these things. Like, one of my favorite YouTube channels is Film Theory and Game Theory with MatPat. Um, And, like, when he goes into the lore of a scary film franchise, he goes into it. And it makes me want to watch the films. And then I remember, no, I'm probably going to hate that. I'm just going to enjoy these little snippets. Yep. And instead, because I don't have to deal with all of the, Ooh, why is there so much corn syrup? But yeah. I, I mean, like I these, also, I'm... I'm a fan of a few YouTube channels that go into detail on stuff. Uh, Pop Culture Detective and Sideways, mm-hmm. who specifically goes into the the music side of things. I have not thought about music scores the same way since watching his videos. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, brain just poof, blown. And that's one of the things that's in these that I think they they tone it down a little bit. They don't they don't scare you as much with the music <laughs> in these movies. Because mm-hmm. like I I went to, in the theaters watching uh Lady in Black woman in black i don't know the one with daniel radcliffe yeah and whew, that music i i had issues like if i plugged my ears and watched the movie i'd be fine and if i listened to the movie and didn't look at it i'd not be great but i'd be better than what i was watching the entire experience i i had like heart palpitations <laughs> Yeah, that's that's something that's definitely something that we're going to have to cover 
We're going to have an episode that's going to be all about soundtracks that that definitely hit different. Yeah. And that and I do mean like scores as well as like the pop musical choices that they make to put in over everything mm-hmm. for like movie transitions and whatnot. But like this that's a lot of things that people don't think about. And yet it is something so essential that without it, the movie doesn't feel the same. A lot of my favorite films in this genre feel like they were experimental. They're stepping Mm -hmm. out, pushing a boundary in some way, a lot of different ways. And that that's where I like they they hook me. The ones that are just following the trend that are appealing to the vast majority of people, I'm just like, eh, not for me. But if you if you're gonna make me laugh while somebody plummets from four stories and that's actually gonna feel like what this is ah oh god why did I just laugh that's terrible Uh, that's those are the ones that I'm like okay okay I'm gonna come back to this I mean I got my watch list now for Halloween (laughs) heck yeah oh my goodness like how many movies did we cover like 12 (laughs) I guess yeah yeah, we have our, our, our list of, and we can even start from like more serious to more funny, or we can go more funny to a little bit scarier, depending on how we feel, how close it gets to the day of Halloween. Yes. Ooh. You know, I used to love those things, the like 31 days of Halloween. And yeah. like, every day in October, they would have different films and different things. So many different ones used to do that, different channels used to do those hey i was a big fan i'm curious um you know the way they've been doing it on streaming stations has just been they dump an entire list or the genre (laughs) and they a grouping and they're just like here you go um and it's harder for them to do like a themed release or something yeah they'll just have like a, a little category title that says halloween movies for you and like it's just a series of like Usually, really gory shit. Like, mm-hmm. really gory shit. <laughs> um, I mean, there is oh, a movie, lot of the... crazies? Oof, I don't know that. Oof. I'm okay without it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm you not... don't need to watch Mm-mm. it. Timothy Oliphant is in it, which is the reason why I watched it. And then I went, yep, never watching this again. Never <laughs> again. Yeah, I have turned away from a lot of very scary films. I'm just like, I'm just gonna just know. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna go watch videos of, like, kittens. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'm ever going to see any of the movies in the Saw franchise is if it's on TBS. Oh, because they're going to have to all censored. Edit the hell of it out. Yes, like they're going to just. Oh my god! Just like every little bit of gore is either going to be blurred out or going to be skipped over, yeah. and then you're going to lose like, half fine. of the story. <laughs> but yes, maybe. But I don't know. Is it worth it? Uh, like a... if there's a way that if, if there was a way if there was that's something that we should do we should create some sort of a streaming service that is scary movies for the lighthearted scary <laughs> movies for for the the trepidatious yeah. <laughs> and just bring all these big releases out but have them edited in such a way that nothing takes away from the story but it's not as gory it's not as like terrifying. There are moments like maybe little warnings that come up and say jump scare in three, two, two one. one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and went like have like confetti on the screen or something. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that would be great. Confetti instead of like raining down blood. Yeah. Whee. And just somebody going. That would actually be a great idea. It, I, I, I give that to anybody. Just please credit me yeah, with the I, idea. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anybody wants to do that streaming service, just please. Not even a special thanks. I want a little bit of credit for this. <laughs> I came up with it. <laughs> Your solution. I, I mean, that's the new, does the dog die? That's, that's yeah. the, absolutely. It's the actually, new... that's, that's a great plug right now. If you want to watch anything 
any type of movie, TV show, whatever, if it's a drama, if it's scary, like this is the reason why I was able to watch the movie It. There is a website called DoesTheDogDie.com. Highly recommend it. It posts literally every trigger you could ever think of, any trigger that you might have that would make it difficult for you to watch something. It, they put it in there, put in a huge list. You put in a specific movie or TV show that you want to watch and then look up the particular trigger and it will have it there and tell you if it, yes, there is something in it. It'll actually tell you when it happens, what parts to skip. Because there's, there's a TV show that I love on, on Netflix. It's called The Haunting of Hill House, which is fantastic. I could take an entire episode and just talk about that show. <laughs> But they they instantly, they brought out these cute little kittens, and I paused the show, and I went, oh, no. And I went to this website, and I was like, do the kitties die? And it told me specifically which parts of these episodes to skip over because they were going to be traumatic for me. Because I cannot watch any kind of animal cruelty or animal death. So that has helped me. Uh, That's how we were able to watch Blood Red Sky together that like amazing zombie film on Netflix. Yes, exactly. We we watched it together and we we saw that there was a dog p- featured and had to press pause and I'm like, "Oh no. I don't want to see this anymore." So I was yeah. able to leave the room and Michelle monitored and then we were able to watch the rest of the film. But yeah, this is this is something I highly recommend. Hashtag not sponsored. Like this is something that is a fantastic tool for anybody that has any kind of triggers. And I mean any kind of triggers. If you have claustrophobia issues, if you do not like clowns, if you don't like spiders, like we've mentioned, any kind of thing like that, if you don't like watching animal cruelty, if you don't like watching people getting strangled, any kind of that, any kind of sexual assault stuff, this is the website to go to, does the dog die.com highly recommend it will help you get through some some shows without feeling like you need to call your therapist immediately because you are going to have a panic attack an anxiety attack i've had issues with with books that i've had to essentially throw them away and be like nope not going to go back to that or hand them to my husband and say you need to tell me when this scene ends because i i am going to go into the bathtub and cry for about an hour because i can't deal with this right now this is the website for you. So if you want to watch any of these movies and maybe think that something's going to trigger you, check out this website first. 100%. Perfect. Love it. Love it. It has saved my life many a time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground here, so. Yeah. We've gotten a little deeper than I think we we intended to go. But Scarlarious stuff tends to make you think. It does. I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about it. It's not just jump scares. It's not just freaking you out. It's like, oh, okay, okay, cool. It turns the entire genre on its head and <laughs> makes you step back from it for a second and go, oh, yeah. I wonder why I never thought about that before. Huh. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'll probably, I think when I, when I do tweet, I'll probably... Um, put a comment on the tweet that lists all of the movies that we were talking about today. Because normally I just put like a little a little image of a couple of the movies that we discussed. But because we're getting towards Halloween here, and if you want to actually have a, a day of watching some of these, any of these that we definitely highly recommend, I'll put a list out to say these are great. Um, maybe rank them a little bit like which ones are more funny, which ones are less funny. They're all they're all fantastic. They're so good. But yes, Twitter, where I post every time that we update uh, a new a new episode. So that's once every two weeks. That's at chronic underscore media. You can follow us on Twitter. Send us a tweet. Tell us what you like about the show. Give us ideas if you want, or you can contact us at chronicmediaconsumption at gmail dot com. Send us an email. Please review us. We like serotonin. <laughs> dopamine some kind of endorphins to get us through the day the humdrum we would love to hear from you guys hmm. suggestions on topics ideas questions comments and concerns i mean uh, concerns eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, we would we would love to hear from you guys and see if we can you know put some of that into our story our next uh, couple episodes topics yeah we'll take suggestions we're still figuring this stuff out i think we're we're having fun and yeah and i think the next episode that we're uploading um is actually introducing the the email address so we might actually start getting some pull getting some pull soon so (laughs) that'd be great that'd be great (laughs) hey we have an audience yay (laughs) people actually Uh, are listening to this Yeah, it's not a lot, but uh, that's that's cool. Tell your friends about us. We talk about a whole bunch of random shit, and we try to have fun with it. And if you like, we said we want to hear from you. Let us know what we should be talking about. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We we still have our own list of stuff that we're gonna pull from. And honestly, this one we did not have on our topic list. We just literally started naming different scary movies that we wanted to talk about, and then I was like, oh my god, I know. Movies that are scary, but also hilarious. Scarilarious! <laughs> Yay! So, if you have an idea for a topic, let us know. If you have an idea about a movie that you specifically want us to touch on, let us know. Contact us. We're here. We're available. We do have day jobs, but, you know, it's a pandemic. We don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we would love to hear from you guys and uh, hope you ha- enjoy this this topic. It's definitely one that we enjoy. As always, you know, I am still Michelle. And I am always Kelly. <laughs> and we look forward to having you guys join us on our next version of Chronic Media Consumption. Thank you for joining us and bye bye <laughs> <laughs>